But let's check in 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 Stillwater with Tom Dorado, who was featured in the documentary last night. Tom, uh, longtime color analyst at Oklahoma State, and Tom, I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, how you doing? Healthy, uh, healthy. I hope, and I uh, hope uh, you're traversing the uh, COVID okay. Well, for an old timer, John, I'm trying to make <laughs> make that happen. You know, you, you, there's very few things that you can do, but uh, yeah, so far so good. Very good. And uh, yeah, so I appreciate you asking. Hopefully, the same is down there with the Morris clan as well. Same here, exactly. And thanks for uh, checking on that. We just want to keep it that way. Hey, uh, really enjoyed watching that last night, and then uh, you know you were on there. Uh, just your overall thoughts about it. I thought it was very comprehensive. And they didn't pull any punches, did they, in telling really the whole story of Eddie Sutton? No, John, they didn't. And I was kind of in on it, not as far as a production in on it, but from a conceptual in on it from the get-go because uh, video was needed uh, to kind of cover up some of the things. But uh, when they came to me four years ago uh, seeking cover video of Mr. Iba, Eddie Sutton, when he was here at Oklahoma State, uh, we, we discussed what this was going to be about. And uh, I was excited because it was a uh, it, it was definitely a reflection of, of ups and downs and successes and failures and maybe just uh, maybe not identical uh, that we all have those types of things to overcome. But you know, it, it's reality. It's what real life is that, that we all have to you know come through valleys and and, and mountaintops. And uh, I thought they they brought that to the to the film to the screen, if you will about as well as you could do it, and you, you, you hit the, the perfect point. There was no punches pulled. Mm-hmm. And when, when they came to the Sutton family initially with the idea, they said, this is what we want to do. And Chris Hunt, who I've gotten to know very well, the producer, uh, he, he kind of, in some of the conversations we've had of late, I mean, he, he admits he didn't know what they were going to say. I mean, he didn't know if they were going to say this is a good idea, uh, we don't want to bring this up, you know, that that kind of stuff, and, and the Sutton family was pretty forthright. And I think you heard some uh, some raw, emotion-filled um, things that came from within the family, Sean being in particular, uh, that, that you might not have thought you were going to hear, because, you know, we see a lot of documentaries that are glossed over, and they kind of forget this and forget that, uh, but this was not the case. It, it, it told the whole story, and uh, it was difficult. I, it was my fourth time watching it. Um, first time with commercials, which <laughs> right. which uh, obviously is, a, is 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 necessary to have if you're going to have it on that medium. But uh, you know, it, it kind of in a way kind of slowed it down a little bit. But for those who had never seen it, you didn't know sure. that it did that. But you know, I thought from start to finish, and all the people that that contributed, and and, and as difficult as that was to go get everybody over a four year period. Uh, I thought it was uh, it was about as good as you could get. Well, I agree, and and from you know from a documentary from a production standpoint, I thought it was very very well done. The historic video, the shots of uh, Coach Sutton, you know, back in Southwest Conference days at Arkansas, and then his time at Kentucky, and of course at Oklahoma State after that. But production wise, uh, I mean, really cool video uh, to help tell that story. Well, John, you're in this business, so you know what I'm about to say, but maybe your listeners don't, uh, and I can only use my my very small part in it, but I don't know, I might have been on three and a half minutes uh, on about six or seven occasions, but that was part of a two-hour sit-down I had with the, <laughs> right. with the group. And 
I suspect the same thing with Chapman and everybody else you heard, uh, you know, uh, Clinton and uh, certainly Jerry Jones, uh, you know, and Vital. As you well know, you, you work with that. Uh, you know, they, what's the old rule of thumb? Like for every minute you see on a film, it takes about, you know, 20 minutes to, to, right. to kind of put together. <laughs> right. So a lot of work, a lot of travel, a lot of, a lot of expense uh, was incurred uh, when they were putting this together. But there was a lot of passion on Chris Hunt's um, uh, part as well because he's an Oklahoma State guy. And, you know, he, he would remind me from time to time how old I am because I remember listening to you when I was a student there. <laughs> Not really. State, which, which didn't make me feel any younger. But, you know, it was, for me, it was an emotional trip, an emotional journey because of my my, my feelings and my closeness with Eddie. He's my dearest friend. And uh, uh, to watch all, and these are not things I didn't know. Uh, although I must admit, uh, you you knew probably more about him in the Southwest Conference days I didn't know much about Eddie Sutton. I knew of him sure. before he came to Oklahoma State, but but I didn't. I couldn't tell you that I was a historian of Eddie Sutton when he was at Creighton, uh, Arkansas, and in Kentucky. I knew he was there, uh, but I couldn't tell you a whole lot about his his journey. But uh, you know, I, I had some friends at Creighton who went to school there when he was head coach and AD. And uh, one of the great stories we had about him, we don't have it th- this year, but. He said one of the great perks about being the AD at at, uh, at Creighton, uh, in addition to being the basketball coach, was the fact that I was an automatic member of the uh, NCAA baseball committee, so I got a chance to sit behind the plate at the College World Series. Ah, how about that? That's a pretty cool story. Uh, Tom Dorado is with us uh, from Stillwater, former uh, color analyst for Oklahoma State. I don't know Chris Hunt, but you said he's an Oklahoma State alum. Is this some? Is this kind of a, a, a passion of his uh, that he wanted to do this and tell the story of Coach Sutton? I think so. In a nutshell, probably wasn't that easy, but uh, yeah, he was. He's a big basketball fan, certainly of that era. Big Eddie Sutton fan. Uh, I, I think. He understood the enormity of it because if you're going to do something like this, you've got to get. And I don't. I never checked how many people. I mean, somebody asked me that last night on a text, and I don't know. I'd have to go back. I've seen it four times, but I can't tell you how many actual different voices and, and, and faces were on there. But I'm guessing I don't know 30, 25, 30, and I may be high on that. But each one of those had to be talked to and. and, and interviewed on their turf, if you will, and that, there was a lot of movement around, a lot of traveling around, and, but this was a passion of his. He wanted to tell the whole story, but, but he'd be the first to tell you if you had him on that until the, the Sutton family uh, actually saw it the first time, he was nervous. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he didn't know how they would react because obviously they were right there in the middle of, of the, some of the, the, the valleys and some of the dark times, obviously, and uh, he didn't really understand until they they gave him the thumbs up and said this is this is great uh, we appreciate it that how they would react and that first screening first viewing whatever you want to call it uh, that they had uh, with the family he he's in, he's admitted several times and man I was nervous I didn't I didn't know what to expect I didn't know what they were going to say because to say it's okay to do this and to hear somebody like Rex Chapman and said you know he was drunk on the bench he was drunk at every practice. Uh, there's a story that goes to that. Scott's repeated the story several times, but I guess when they contacted Chapman, who, who's uh, Chapman, as you all know, is not short on words. I mean, Chapman <laughs> right. pretty much will let you know what he thinks and has all his career. 
but he called he called Sean and said, you know, well, they call they want me to do this. What do you want me to say? And Sean said, tell them the truth. Hmm. And uh, he did, obviously. And there were some things that were not very, very, <laughs> very, very admirable that he was putting out about uh, Eddie. But uh, that was part of the story, though, John, that they didn't they didn't pull any punches and they called it the way it was. And it's just an amazing story. I mean, you could not write this, I don't think. I mean, I guess writers are, are creative, so they could come up with something. But I mean, this was a story that'd be almost hard to kind of put together just for Hollywood purposes. I mean, you get up and you're down. You get back and you're down. You get back and you're down. A lot of it was self-inflicted. But uh, I've had comments, you know, from people, we, we've been waiting for this thing for four years. And, and you understand, I mean, the part that was hard for me, and you can imagine that, but you were here with me uh, after the plane crash, you know. And uh, I've said this a million times. We, we can look at all the accomplishments he had as a coach, and there were so many of them, Hall of Fame-type stuff. But his greatest moment, uh, and it was the worst moment, it was the lowest moment of all our lives of fear, uh, was during the plane crash and how he had to shoulder everything and, and did shoulder everything from the families of the victims to his players, to the school, to the state, uh, and how he did that to this day I'll never know. Yeah, that was my next point, uh, that you couldn't tell that story without having that part of it in there. And really amazing, even look on, looking back on it now, how strong he was and how much of a leader he was during that time of the plane crash when, uh, you know, obviously he was grieving, uh, just like or more than anybody else, but he stood up and he knew his role during that time. You know, I've heard it said a lot, but he was, you know, he had the John Wayne approach, um, and people who, who saw him and his players and, and, and those who were close to him, this is something we were accustomed to. I mean, he'll find a way to take us through this. He'll, he'll find a way. But I can tell you, as devastated he, as he was that night, uh, and uh, I've made mention of this several times, um, that right after we got back, because uh, he, he usually stayed at the airport. We had three planes at that time, and... and you know, he'd stay there till everybody's back. You know, while everybody who was on the first plane, which which I wasn't most of the time, uh, would be long gone. But he'd stay at the airport and wait for the planes to land. And you know, obviously, he knew uh, after shortly after landing that that was the disaster had taken place. Uh, and he went back to the office, and myself and Sean and I forget who else went back with him uh, or came back and, and returned to the office. And I said, what are, you, what are you going to do? He said, i got to call these family members. And I said, well, why don't you let, let us help you? Let Sean take some, I'll call. He said, no, this is something I've got to do. Hmm. And I sat there in his office while he called 10 different families, Golly. some of which knew because of the news had gotten out, but some didn't. Mm-hmm. How would you like to be breaking that to a mother, a father, a husband, you know, uh, you know, uh, of, of, of somebody, you know, that, that you knew, and then you have to have that husband go tell somebody in the family that that's the case. I mean, just to break that news, I mean, that, that, that he never recovered from that, despite the fact that he carried everybody emotionally for, I don't know, what was it, two months, two and a half months, whatever it was. He never recovered from that. And uh, it was amazing he was able to get it done. And, and, I, and I hated that part of the story was in there because – you know, even all these years later, it kind of brought a, a breath. I took a breath, a little bit of lump in the throat thing all these years later uh, when I was watching it. But 
he, he's an amazing person, just, but he's human, just like we are. And uh, I think it, it told a fair story, to say the least. And I've heard from people that I hadn't heard from in a long I have from I had three texts last night from baseball players oh, who yeah. were here uh-huh. at, that are scattered about the, the country, you know, just that had watched it. And a couple of basketball players I hadn't heard from in a long time that, you know, that they had watched it. So I'm sure it got the desired effect. Um, I, I'm, I'm interested in comments, you know, your comments, what right. you thought of it, because I knew what it was going to be. I knew what each step was going to be. But uh, I wonder what people who had never seen it before thought about it. You know, yeah. I guess we'll continue to hear about that. But uh, you got a chance to see it. What was your initial Feeling. Well, just uh, kind of what I said to you, that it was um, they didn't pull any punches, that it was it told the whole story, warts and all. And there were some really high highs, you know, and uh, kind of the closing scene, wasn't it? When he got the call that he had yes. been selected to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And uh, that was a great way to end it on that. But boy, some real peaks and some real valleys during his life and his coaching career. Yeah, and he was a human being, uh, and, and now I'm biased because he was my dearest friend. And I spent, uh, after kind of a rocky start we had, <laughs> uh, that we had, I didn't know much of him when he came to Oklahoma State. Uh, but, you know, doing videos like you, you have been doing, we, we got similar positions at, at the two schools. Uh, we had outsourced the, uh, uh, the highlight tape of the mm-hmm. year before or, or the first year. And really, we didn't have anything to do with it inside, you know. So there were a couple of shots he didn't like, uh, and <laughs> he kind of dug his heels in and said, this is, I said, look, in, in a nice way. Yeah. I said, well, it wasn't a nice way. I said, look, you can jump me forever, but I didn't have anything to do with that. So <laughs> we kind of stood my ground, yeah. and we, after that day, John, we're the best of friends for 16 years. We spent so much time together, and we talked a lot more than basketball over those years. And uh, I still miss him. Yeah, and he hadn't been gone all that long. Well, that's why we wanted to have you on this morning. I appreciate you agreeing to do it because I know how close you were to him, and uh, I hope you know how how uh, much I think about you, Tom. And uh, that that night we worked together and did that yes, game. Um, I'll, I'll remember that forever. I mean, I will never forget that. And it was an honor to be there uh, under the worst kind of circumstances. But it's something that will stay with me to get forever. And uh, I appreciate you being on with us this morning. Well, I will tell you this before we get off here. To this day, that people come up and, and say, remember the, the, who those broadcasters were? And, yeah. you know, Bob Berry, my, my original partner, uh, senior, he, he had the first game, that Missouri game. Right, right. That, that was so important that you saw on the video. Uh, and it was great to get back with him. But uh, – they still people come up and say, well, who did it? What, what? And I say, yeah, John Morris was one of them. He was, <laughs> yeah. gave the time we... and effort to come up there and, and, and fill in. And uh, that was a thrill for me, too, to, to be on with you. Yeah. We did a Bedlam game. It's the one I did. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. We, we yeah. About, pick, about to pick one, I guess. If I pick one, that would be one, yeah. right? To, yeah. to kind of be, be excited. But I remember that day like it was yesterday. Yeah. I, I know. I do, too, in a lot of ways. I really do. Hey, Tom, great to visit with you. Stay in touch and uh, hope to see you down the road. Be safe, and thanks for being with us today. Well, John, thanks for the call anytime. All right, man, thanks very much. Be safe. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Tom Dorado, formerly with uh, Oklahoma State, color analyst.